We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Before we get started today, folks, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level, or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As a part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all of the listening platforms and the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup so whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience acceptance of the program is limited so get your application in today to apply go to bwhustle.com join check out the description box for the episode to find out more but that's bwhustle.com join and now let's start the podcast What's up, everybody, and welcome in to the Backliners podcast, Agro and Barracuda, as per usual. No guest this time. It's just you and me, Barry. The kids have gone off to college. We're all alone in our house. Feels a little weird, doesn't it? I think it feels great. <laughs> yeah, we ought to have those loud kids all over, the, you know, like Neil messing up our ads and that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just nice to have like a little like one-on-one conversation. You know, you don't have to worry about like interrupting the third person. I don't know their flow. You know, right. I don't know when they're going to be talking. Right. And I don't have to sit by the entire podcast and wait <laughs> <laughs> to speak. I have felt bad for you during our little uh, our little <laughs> role series. I don't know why I feel bad for you. You should feel bad for me. I've had to do oh. just as much work as normal. <laughs> All you're doing stretch. is asking the same questions right. every single time. That's all I do every week, Barra. How have you not figured this out yet? What do you mean? <laughs> That's not hard. What do you mean? You're literally saying the exact same things every single time. 
All right, man. Yeah, here's uh, here's what we heard from Barracuda all last year here on the Backliners podcast. Yeah, I think we did some good things this week. I'm pretty happy with how we played, <laughs> even though it didn't turn out the way we wanted. <laughs> Look, man, you can't win every set. I think, you know, how many sets did we win, actually? Uh, a, a healthy amount, you know? We'll say 15. That sounds high. That sounds pretty high to me. <laughs> really? For a whole year, we won less than 15 sets? Uh, it's possible. God, um, that sounds bad. I, here, I can see if I can uh, pull it up here. Let's see. Man, I thought uh, it was higher than that. You're doing your best, man. I mean... Yeah, I mean, that's all I can do is my best. All right, phase one, you guys won five sets. In phase oh, two, God. you guys won six sets. So you won 11 sets. I did that math live on the air. Are you proud of Wait. me, Chant? You're telling me for the whole second phase we won only six sets? That's what the standing said. That's not. A, that's only during the regular but, season, not including playoffs. But we played every team one more time, didn't we, in the second phase? <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> and we only won one more time? That's correct. Yeah, you played a couple more sets and got exactly one more set win. Okay. Bear, I'm sorry to do this to you. I didn't know. This is about to be my therapy session. Yeah, hey, and that's exactly what the Backliners oh, was no. all last year. That's what we're looking for here on the show. Uh, listen, man, I'm sorry. You kind of came at me, you know, and I lashed out mm -hmm. in self-defense. Um, and I, I apologize. Okay. It, it, you know, I apologize about that, man. You know, we're both very hard workers on this podcast. We sure are. Boy, we are. We are really bringing home the bacon here. This is the backliners. We talk about Smite specifically uh, the Sometimes. cool characters. Uh, yeah, we talk about Smite a decent. I think that we talk about Smite the correct amount for my liking, which is about 50 percent. No, I was going to say most of the time. Like, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talk about Smite at least 70 percent of the podcast. Yeah, that's fair. I just remember like. Us, I guess we do go on tangents about Smite, and mm -hmm. then continue those tangents, which are still Smite related, but it feels like they're not because it's either me or you just start rambling about the topic we feel passionate about, and then just mm -hmm. continue going down that road. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, we're ramblers, 70%. and that's what makes us good podcasters. You know, I think that's I think that's a key thing. Um, we're as we talked about, we're alone in the house again. Uh, yeah, your cat is going Ooh. absolutely. <laughs> Pog airs on the, uh, on the cat house behind you, and I'm and it's very distracting in a very good way. I love it. Um, is my dog? No, she left me. Is she was on the bed as soon as I came in? She literally left because I turned the light on and she like she was trying to go to sleep. Um, That's very rude of you. We we talked about every single role so far here in season eight. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a, a special guest on, an expert in each of their roles, and well. yeah, you know, give or take, Neil. Does his best, you know. He does his best. That's all you can. Bottom really of the barrel. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he did his best, and that's all we can really ask. And it's time for us, I think, to to zoom out because this is kind of an awkward time for an episode because because uh, is is everything okay? Is that is is that cool? What what was that laugh? I will not leak anything because Bear is not going to leak anything. You've done a no. good job so far, Thank and we you. are T minus what. Five days, five. five days away from the roster announcements. We're recording this on Monday this week, so the 22nd of February. Rosters will be announced on Saturday, the 27th, I believe. Uh, so the next episode, 
we'll be all about the new rosters and talking about those, uh, which should be a lot of fun. So we're kind of in limbo here on this episode. So I thought it'd be good to kind of recap what we've seen or what, you know, what our experiences are playing season eight so far and maybe just give a general feel for what we think of all the roles after we've heard from, from all of the experts. Um, so let's start with ADC here, Barry. What, uh, what's been working in ADC? What hasn't been working? What do you, what do you think about ADC in season eight so far? I thought it was going to be worse for some reason, but I, I feel bad because I'm pretty sure ADC is in a very, very, very good spot right now. And I think that goes for like mid. I just think carries in general are in a very good spot. Like if you're playing mages in dual lane or hunters in dual lane, I think both are going to succeed. And I think the what's the little things in the lane? What cre- are those scorpions? scorpions? The scorps. I haven't felt much use of those. I think I've killed them and been like, "Wow, that was nice!" Like four times. And huge. Been like, "Wow, that's." I'm really glad that's there. Um, Pearl buff, basically the same. And then the little harpy on the side. I think that will see more value in competitive, where you need to fight over that, or lane pressure matters. But in ranked and casuals and everything else I've been playing, like if you have pressure, you get it. If not, you don't. Like It's not that big of a deal. Um, and also for the Scorpion in place of Gold Fury, um, I think that's good to get if you have pressure. And if you don't have pressure, it's not really that big of a deal. But again, for comp, I think you'll be killing that earlier, looking for gold furies on your side of the map and being able to like control that and talk to your team about it. Like when you want to kill mm-hmm. it or like if you don't want to kill it, if they have pressure, you just leave it up so they can't get gold. Right. Yeah, I think uh, I think the big thing that I've seen um, in ranked for ADCs is that I feel like you guys are getting ganked a lot less. You, uh, specifically mm-hmm. early, but really throughout the whole game, it feels kind of yeah. bad to, to trudge all the way over there as a jungler. In the, in the way the rocks are set up on that side of the map, I feel like it's it, it's hard to find a path that you won't get dinged by at least one ward. Have you mm-hmm. uh, have you kind of experienced the same thing? Yeah, I think when I play hunters, I don't feel like I care about the ganks, but when I play mage ADCs, I feel like I die to every single gank and there's nothing I can do about it. Mm. Um, like I played a bit, a bit of Oleron, Freya, and like all of them, and they just felt absolutely awful every time I get ganked. Um, but as hunters, it feels like I can just kill them. Like if the jungler comes over, I just kill them, and I'm like, cool, like <laughs> sweet, an extra minion yeah, in like, my wave. Nice try, bro. Like, <laughs> I, and then you can also go berserker super early now, which destroys junglers yeah all right we gotta talk about this berserker shield man berserker is look it's all i don't know why (laughs) because it's only 20 protections it is 20 physical protections but for some reason it's 80 it it feels like it's insane like it feels Mm -hmm. like you're impossible to kill if you're a physical god i it's only 20 i literally went into a jungle practice and checked it because it felt so (laughs) tanky but i don't know it's it's I think you should be building it, like, every game, from what I can tell. Are you building it every game on almost every Hunter? Um, I would say 70 to 80% of the time I'm building it. Um, I've been trying to experiment not building it and seeing if I can just rely on, like, my support auras. Because um, mm. 
when an item is like that bloated, I feel kind of bad building it every game. Like it feels boring almost. Right, um, right. Yeah, I hate winning too. Yeah. Okay, bro. So it's literally just as OP as ADC. Right. <laughs> and that. Okay, that's why I'm being honest here because I actually think that our roles are just insanely good right now. They're pretty like, good. Insanely strong. They are very strong. It feels like. It feels like backline. The way that Smite has always worked is mm -hmm. that frontline has always outpaced backline. Like the power curves for frontliners have always been steeper and faster than that of backliners. But if backliners get to six items, they all they're always going to be able to trump the frontline. And that's mm -hmm. always been the balance of the game. And I think for the first time in a long time, Carrie's power spikes are matching that of frontliners. Now, I don't think yep. I don't think that their scaling overall is that different. It's just happening a little bit earlier. And personally, I don't think that's a huge problem. Surprise, surprise. That's the role I play the most. But at the same time, I still think that if, you know, if, when I fall behind in mid, it still feels like it has in the past where I am mm -hmm. worthless. If I'm level 14 and yep. the enemy support is level 14, what's the point in me playing the game? Because they're going to do more damage than me and tank all of my damage. And they have CC mm -hmm. where I where I most of the time don't. Um, I just think that backliners power spikes have shifted up more in in situations where they get ahead um the the complaint from tanks is i guess if they aren't having that mid-game tankiness and they're still just a squishy late game what's the point but i think that i, I just think that frontliners specifically supports i should say it this way supports and smite have always been broken guardians has always been like the best class they have mm -hmm. been so strong for so long. And while they might feel a little bit weak right now, I think this is just closer to the balance point for this class, at least in what I would want to play against uh, the vast majority of the time. Do you agree with that overall sentiment? Mm, yeah, but I don't know. Because it's kind of the same for ADC, right? Like, if their support is the same level as I am and you're hitting that mid-game stage... I feel completely useless because then my autos start hitting him for like 70, especially if I don't have like Xy finished yet. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> right. Like, I literally can't hurt you. And you do 50% of my HP in a combo. I don't know if it would be okay if we did good damage then. Cause then it's like, what's the point of a lead? But it just feels so bad because even if they're like if they're mid 14 you're 14 and the support's 14 the support will just walk at you and let the mid free cast on you whereas your support literally can't do that mm -hmm. like your support can't zone off their mage i don't know if that's a problem of tank items or how the game is played mm -hmm. i think it's i don't know i think it's just smite um you know, there there a couple years ago there was a lot of talk about guardians doing too much damage should revamp the way base damage is for guardians mm -hmm. and, and all this you know I back and forth. That. And and Ajax, you know, lead designer for Smite said, "Hey, this is the game. Like we th we like the fact that our tank class can contribute in the damage department, whereas traditionally in MOBAs that is not the case. Um, mm -hmm. And that's a fundamental pillar." of smite is that tanking isn't going to make it so you don't deal 
zero damage. Um, and while at a high level, you know, I don't know if everyone loves that. I think it has contributed to the game's success. You know, people who want to play tanks don't want to do zero damage. You know, it's no fun. So um, I think that's just kind of the way it's it's always going to be with supports. I remember being in a balance talk with Jeff, and I don't remember what year it was, but he was saying that Guardians and Warriors in support were doing way too much damage, and he'd prefer if they were just setup bots and mm-hmm. more controllers than like big heavy hitters because that was just his play style and I yeah think, i was gonna say that sounds that sounds so wild coming from jeff himmler yeah. a guy who was, who was gonna play it's, set up bots it's just crazy how the meta of support players like professional players has evolved into this aggressive in your face i won't let you play the game style yeah when like before like we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In like the earlier years, it was just a lot of Gebs and Duo, a lot of like Sylvanas and all of that. And I think if you had the play styles and mentalities that you have currently in the support role back then, I think all of Smite would have been completely different from the evolution that it's currently in. Yep. Yep. That's that's how it is, man. That's like can you imagine like current Jake in season one? He would have like, ran he would have ran at people, dude. Can you imagine like those old kits, like how insane yeah. some of those old warriors were? Like he would have been playing broken Bologna in support. Like And what, just destroyed everyone. And what would you what would you even do about that? That's just kind of the way it is. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, someone in chat says, I think Smite takes it a bit too far to the point where pressure is literally broken in Smite for the past three seasons. Pressure has always been broken in Smite. Uh, mm. it, I, I think. Like, it, being able to scale, sure. But scaling in and of itself, unless, the, unless your composition is literally unbeatable, like mm. whenever you're grouped as five... Scaling requires a team with pressure to seed pressure at some point. Mm-hmm. Why would you wait 
for that to happen. I just think that the best way to play the game always has been and almost certainly always will be unless something fundamentally changes is that pressure in MOBAs is just good and you should just play that. Mm-hmm. And there's room for scaling. You know, I think scaling compositions are a way to win drafts where the enemy team lets you get away with it um, and still is viable and interesting, but you can still make comebacks, but why try to, Uh, you know, PK's run that they made last year was so improbable because they required ghost and just going to bring that up like, and everyone else (laughs) to mess up at some point. Mm -hmm. And if ghost simply hadn't messed up, they would have won worlds. And and so it goes to show that pressure isn't like you don't need to play it, but I would rather have the ball in my hands is the way that I think about it. I I don't know. I just think pressure is always going to be, that's just how that's what getting a lead is good in every game ever. That's just kind of the way it goes, especially when resources are, are limited. When you, when there are only, when there's only so much gold and experience on the map, getting the golden experience early matters more. So pressure is always going to be important. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good thing for pressure and matter. And I mean, it's why it's always been like this roller coaster of like how much late game can we get away with and the amount of late game you try to get away with it just goes up and up and up and up. And then you're like, okay, so on <laughs> five like, early off Fender duo lane, like, <laughs> yep. and they both have horrific upgrade sprint. Like the amount of scrims that we've gone through, like over the years of, just devolving metas into pressure is just absurd. And then, like, literally, as you said, Scylla just won Worlds. Yep. Like, I mean, granted, it goes through so many times, but... Every game they lost. Scylla, <laughs> Scylla just won Worlds. Like, I... Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's how MOBAs work, man. It's, it's you know, you watch, like, League of Legends... Korea became so dominant in league because they were just like, what if we just pressure buffs? What if we just group and force fights when we're stronger? Like that was, that was a huge turning point in the overall league of legends meta. That's what MOBAs are. And that's, if you don't like that, you're, you don't like a core tenant of the, of the, of the way the game works, you know? Um, Cause then it's also, if the, if you're not playing pressure, like, can you imagine a meta of, like, Geb versus Ganesh duo lane with, like, a Scylla uh, and, like, a Nox in mid with, like, scaling warriors like Amaterasu versus... I don't man, even know what a scaling warrior is like. <laughs> what what EUSPL game did you just copy with the draft yeah. of? That sounds like an EUSPL Season 3 45-minute yep. slugfest right there. Yep. And God, and, do I hate those. They're not fun to watch. I don't think they're fun to play either. I would much rather play a pressure comp versus a pressure comp than play like a Jingwei versus like a Kronos lane. Yep. I feel like that would just be very boring. And okay, we're both going to hit like level 12 and then we'll start fighting in lane. But before that, I won't touch you. You won't touch me. And then, you know, we'll just farm together. Handshake um, drafts, dude. That's yeah, what, right. Like it's just like, all right, see you at level twenty. Little handshake, yep. go all, go along our merry way, man. Ugh. Ugh. I, I do like the what is it? Fog on them. It's not fog. It's the anti invaders curse. Mm-hmm. I do like that. I think that's a good change. Um, 
Because I've always thought it was cheesy to do that invade, whether it was at speed or the support chasing you around for four minutes at level one. I've just never liked that idea of a support doing that or a jungler, like whatever three man, 3v3, like season three. Mm -hmm. I've never liked that. I think the overall Invader's Curse is a good idea. Um, I think going forward this year... With the mid lane being back open, I think it will be a little scary to see how much hunters are abused in mid and if yeah. the mages can't keep up. Yep. Because once hunters come back and then it comes into like a mage jungle or like mage assassin jungle and like mage in duo lane, we'll see like a season five or season six meta, whatever that was, come back. And I, I didn't really enjoy that meta. I think hunters are cooler in duo than in mid because then you just like funnel the pressure through mid. Yep. Um, I just don't like. I just don't like that meta. I just don't think it's fun. Yeah, I was I gonna am say. A player, but yeah. When we when we went to talk about mid, I was gonna say I really think with all the noise and, com- and complaining is too strong a word, but all all of the noise and discussion about how OP mages are, I think hunters are just better right now because mages. Yeah. I think mages spike at three items. Mm-hmm. I think as soon as you have Rod and Deso, you're as strong as you can ever be on the map. And that power spike is abusable and is important, but six item hunter versus mage right now, I don't think it's close. I think hunters are just way better mm-hmm. at six items. And that's probably been the case, but I think the gap is noticeably larger right now. And especially with things like winged blade getting like magical protection, it just the, an item that is already feels really good to build. Now it feels really good to build on junglers that to help your dive on these mages. I really think that with all of these attack speed aura items on, you know, like Hunter's Cowl and all this kind of stuff, I really think that Double Hunter is going to be really, really important and really, really meta uh, come SPL time or, you know, SEC time. Um, yeah, I just think I just think Hunter, I think mid is better than mages are right now, not the That's other way true. around. Yeah. Um, what mages do you think are viable right now? Not even um, like a ranked perspective, like just top of the line viable. Yeah, I think Scylla is the best because she's the only one that feels like I'm outscaling a hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Scylla right now, obviously very, very strong. Hold on, let me pull up a little uh, a little mage list okay. here on the phone. Because I've been playing a little, I mean, I've just been playing like off roll basically this week, just uh-huh. play, having fun. And when I look at the mage tab, I'm just like, I don't mean to be sound bad but like i just don't know what's good like yeah yeah here's here's what i'll say i think a lot of them are i think very few of them are actually very good um that's how i feel i uh, like i said i think so is the best i think i think agni is being slept on right now i actually think agni with vamp shroud is really good um going like yeah going vamp shroud and soul gem and deso you get a lot of cooldown and a lot of, and you still do a lot of damage, and then you can get sacrificial shroud late game, and it fe- and it still feels really strong. So I do like Agni. I don't think he's nuts, but I think he's good. I think Baba's gonna be insane after her changes that are that go live tomorrow on Tuesday. Uh, if that god can get through the early game, she is nuts late game. Mm-hmm. Like she is not quite Scylla level, but she's close. 
I really yep. think she's going to be really good. Really hard backliner to dive. Disco I like just because of her passive still and her itemization mm -hmm. feels okay. For the love of God, please stop picking Janice. None of you are heroine. <laughs> the God is not any better. He's still bad. <laughs> the Reddit tier, let's put him in S plus, Barra. Are they all dreaming? Do they look in the mirror and see heroine's piercing blue eyes? I don't think so. Stop nope. picking them. You're bad. I'd put it like A because of your logic. Yeah, sure, like, man. I, I mean, think he's good, but if you get behind, you you're are literally useless. Worthless. You are like you're throwing worthless. like two hundreds. Like God, man. No one cares. What's the point? Don't pick him. Uh, he, he's not that good. Um, I think Raijin is really good. I would say my top three right now are probably Scylla, Raijin, and I think after next patch, I think it's gonna be Baba. I think I'd put Baba top three. Morgan's up there. Um, Raw is still fine. Merlin feels really good at three items and at no other point in the entire game. Um, he doesn't feel good late game. He doesn't feel good early game. But as soon as you finish that Rod and Deso, man, mwah, it's, you're, you're, you got like eight minutes where you're really cooking with gas. What about uh, Chonga? God, I hate that character, man. Really? Yes, I think she's. I love Chonga. I think she's so boring to play as and against. I haven't played her at all. That's fair. To be honest with you, I couldn't give you. I couldn't give you an opinion. I played her in mid today, and all I did was blink, and then one shot their backline. I had fun. Yeah, that can work. That I mean, I guess that is boring, but it, for for me in that game, it was pretty entertaining. Hey, you know, I'm also a noob. No, I I think that um you know like whenever I play ADC, I think that like just sitting there and being cupid is fun but i don't think you think that <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, after my 70th cupid game in a row yeah uh, does not feel that know, good i can play that in my sleep yeah that see i think that's fun chonga i mean it's not i haven't played i don't know if i've played 70 chonga games in my whole smite career to be honest with you i do not play that's that crazy i, do not I play love that god don't get it, man. Don't get it. You know what I wish I could play in mid, man? Besides Zeus, of course. I wish I could play Hades. Hades mid is cool. Yeah, I think if the lane clear was changed in Smite, I think Hades would be fun in mid. But right now, because you can clear from so far away, it just doesn't matter that you're Hades, right? Like, yeah. You always have to step up to the wave and then three, and that just doesn't feel great. I wonder, man. I wonder if there's... I mean, there's got to be some counterfeit. Uh, look, it's no secret that there are websites that you can get pretty good approximations of characters' win rates. Hades has been, Hades has been like, one of the best gods of the game statistically for for years. Literal years. I don't know. I, I, would, I would wager that Hades has been top 10 consecutively for the last, like, three years in mm -hmm. Smite win rate. Uh, and no one plays him. No one plays him. I think maybe you could play him in ADC, and then you could definitely play him in solo. But in mid, like, I think mages are like your worst matchup. Yeah, that's true. A lot of them have CC immunity or dashes and that kind of stuff. Yep. You just kind of in trouble in moments like that. Um, all right, before we move on, I'm going to remember to play the app oh, yeah. that I'm supposed to play. So hopefully this works. Let's do it this way. We're going to do. Hold on, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it nice and prepped. Okay, we're going to do it, it like that. And then, wait, do I think I could pull... If I pull this off, Barra, we're really... This is going to be a whole new high note. Oh my god, I did it. Enjoy the ad, everybody. Join Ignition Casino. 
your go-to destination for the best online poker, table games, progressive slots, and much more. Sign up with the promo code IGNITION777 and deposit using Bitcoin to get 25 free spins on 777 Deluxe. Big. Welcome back. Oh my gosh, you're insane. <sighs> and it's never been easier. Wow. And it's never been easier for the kid. Uh-oh, now I don't know how to get back to where I was. Okay, now we're good. And it's never been easier. Okay, we've talked about mid and, uh, and ADC a little bit. Um, and support. And support. What do we think about uh, jungle and solo right now on the right side of the map? H how's it going? I think as a jungler, as you said, it's really hard to make it over to the duo lane right now. So I think gods that are either good in the 2v2 slash 3v3 in mid or gods that can easily kill a solo laner are good or globals. I think globals will kind of always be good and globals make your trek over to the duo lane a little bit easier. Um, so I think gods like Rat. I don't think Thor is actually that good. I haven't Dude, seen Thor's Thor bad actually. right now. Thor. Thor. What happened to him? He got mega. He got over nerfed by the by demand of really the pros and the community after uh, last year, where he was really really dominant. I was looking at his change list in one patch. Here's what happened to Berserker's Barrage. He it went from eight seconds to ten seconds. Mm -hmm. Five percent scaling on both of the first two hits. And then 10% scaling on the final hit. <laughs> All in one patch. That, well, and now you, like, every time I play that character and I three someone, I think, man, I'm doing, I'm, I'm hitting him with a little squeaky hammer. Like, that's what, that's what it feels like. I, I, think, watched, I think that's Thor's problem is that he doesn't scale well. There was a zap stream that I watched and he got dunk auto threed and died. Uh-huh. So the character can't be that bad. Well, I mean, what did zap use his beads and or ultimate? I don't know. My eyes are closed. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard yeah. it and I knew it was it was nonsense. <laughs> like he, he just got one shot. I don't know what else happened. He just got one shot. So he might have like said something along the lines of like, "Wow, that character does a lot of damage." I didn't expect to get one shot like that. And might have had beads. I guess you know. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes also, you Erlong don't. Shin. Thank you. That character nonsense is broken. Yeah, right now. It's so good. What? Do you remember when everyone thought Erlong Shen was bad after he lost, like, haste on the, the three? Oh, yeah. And they said, oh, man, this character is <laughs> dead. Like, not the character with the long-range root and the knock-up and the taunt. Like, with the damage mitigation. With damage mitigation. I mean, my, how did we kill that character? <laughs> Look, Erlong Shen, here's the deal. We could numbers nerf Erlong Shen into oblivion. Like... Smite could li we could make the one not be an ability <laughs> and that character would still be valuable in pro play because he has three CCs that don't DR each other. Like if you and lead with the taunt, there's no DR for your whole combo. Yep. Is and that good? There's so many ways to uh, do an auto cancel. So you can literally one shot somebody if they don't have beats. Yep. Or even if they do have beats and they're like, oh, I beats the knockup. Oh, no, I'm dead. Which has happened to me. Because I'm like, I don't need to beads the taunt. And then they go into melee range with me. And then he knocks me up. But I'm like, I wish I beads the taunt. It is. Uh, it. You know what my favorite part is? Is when I beads the taunt and the knock up. Um, and then my CC immunity runs out. And I've leaped. And then he pins me. Oh, I love that. And then I turn around. And I look him dead in his eyes. And I whisper, <laughs> don't. And then he kills me. And then he instantly murders me. 
A lot of a lot of talk and chat about reclassifying him to an assassin. I can't I can't care about that. Can you care about that? Like everyone seems changing his base stats a little bit. It, it wouldn't do anything. I don't know, like the actual numbers between assassins and warriors. Like, are warriors just tankier with more prots? Is that yeah, you get more health per level, more prots per level, more starting health. But assassins usually have higher movement speed and uh, more power. You get you get a little bit more uh, offensive stats. You know. Wait, what is Ravana's passive? Is that just the shield? It's the shield oh, he gets movement speed and movement speed. Yeah. That was part of his reclassification. Yeah, because I was wondering, I was like, that... Because I was playing the other day, I was like, wait, this, like, passive doesn't really fit. I didn't know he got movement speed. There you go. Interesting. Yeah, I think Erlong is just, like... It's what the character is, man. I don't know. That's how how we be. He's really good if he's running the game, but if you get behind and you have blink, you're literally useless. Like... Yeah. If it's one of those comps where it's like heavy CC and you went blink on Erlong, you literally can't play the game. Well, you just go blink beads, right? No, I mean, like, if you have blink, like, pre-12 mm. and the game didn't go your way, mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of a little sad about it. But, I mean, I guess most of the time it does go your way. But I've been in a lot of situations where I've had an Erlong jungle with blink and they're very sad, so. <laughs> yeah, some t- look, it can happen. But uh, but he's pretty good. So if you should be playing Erlong in the jungle right now, I... I, I agree. I'm not seeing enough rat for how good I think he is. Everyone's talking about the trees. I don't know. Just like land it no, or get close. Just like hit the ability. Just like. hit it, man. I don't know, bro. Like put a, have your teammate put a ward down. You can see him. You'll you'll make it. You know what I mean? Like I believe in you. You're, you'll be OK. Play rat. Don't play Thor. I don't think he's very good right now. Thana has been OK in my experience. Yeah. Nem, yeah, Nem, real good. Definitely should be yep. playing Nem. That character, very, very strong right now. Suki, I haven't seen much set because I feel like he's banned like every game. Well, not like I feel like he. I was literally talking about. I think I, I across. You know, I've got a couple. I've got a couple accounts out there. You know, I'm I'm playing some rank queues, even if it's not being noticed. And uh, I think I've got like 60 rank games. I have seen zero set. Yep. <laughs> I have not seen a set once. And that was. Gods? I was like, wow, that is wild. When you can play him in literally four roles, like, uh, and he got nerfed, right? Like, this yeah. One well, he's getting nerfed, nerfed in tomorrow's patch, I believe, six point two. Oh, oh yeah, and Bumba's hammer, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Bumba's hammer, Ooh, yeah, pretty good. Okay, wait, I want to talk about Eye of the Jungle. Everyone is building Eye of the Jungle, whether or not you're jungling. Uh, I think. Okay, look, it's obviously good. Mm-hmm. But Leather Cowl has just got to be better, right? Like, mm, It depends on the rest of your build. And if you feel like you need the prots at the FG fight, I think that's when you buy it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, getting, like, it's, what, 35 from Protector of the Jungle and then mm-hmm. 20 from that. And then don't forget your Sov prots, your Thebes prots, and your Sentinels Embrace prots. And uh, now you have 120 protections and you can't yep. be killed. Is that I oh plus twelve percent off jungle uh, protector of the jungle? Yep, I think you get that if you feel like you need the extra prots in the late game fights. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's like super crazy OP in the early game, or like I think it's on par with the rest of the starters. Um, yeah, I I think leather cowl feels really good, but I am a big fan of gilded. 
I love Gilded. Yeah, Gilded was kind of like the hotness, kind of like esports being the new hotness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everyone stopped building it. Everyone's going death toll so, so they can sustain for a billion mm-hmm. or Cowl or Eye of the Jungle. No one's going Gilded Arrow anymore. I love it, dude. Like, if I'm ahead, I literally increase my lead more. If I get behind, do like a gank or like you play the 2v2 bad, like, I'm still farming. Yeah. And then I just sell it late game because I think the upgrades are kind of bad. Mm. Um, so you're not, are you selling, are you like upgrading it, selling your boots, getting that item, and then selling it after no, no, you get all that extra gold? One. Okay, you're just selling the tier one. Yeah, because the one where you need the a lot of gold in hand, I feel like it's really weird to play with. Like, it just feels awkward. And then I think the other one, I think Diamond Arrow is actually pretty good for split pushing. Um, I've actually been, I'm probably going to test that out a lot this upcoming week um, on stream and see if I can split Twitch push. Twitch.tv slash Barracuda. Two R's, two C's, two D's. And. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make sure the spelling's right. Wow, that, um, that was well practiced. That reminded me you. of uh, one of my RAs in college. He, w- he got ordained uh, on online. And he made business cards that said Ben and his last name. I'm not going to dox the man. His name was Ben. And it said, Ben, marry, bury, and baptize. Because that's what he could do through his online ministry thing. (laughs) And it was awesome, dude. He could marry, bury, and baptize. That's exactly. And he said it with that exact cadence that you just did. Two C's, two two R's, two C's, two D's. I mean, that's a man that's confident in what he does. And he can do it all. Well, maybe not all, but he can do persona. three of those things, and yeah. they're pretty useful, I suppose. That's all you need. Also, wait. <laughs> what, what were we talking about solo? We had to talk about solo. What? Dude, you just rewinded. <laughs> no, like, try- <laughs> you just re- I'm trying you just to stay rewind. on topic here. Okay, yeah, yeah, Go ahead. Well, you were, t- but staying on topic would have been talking about split pushing with Diamond Arrow. Oh, yeah, I think it's OP. I'll be testing it this week. Wait. On that, twi- was, that was oh, my whole thought. Okay, I thought you had more. My bad. Two R's, two C's, two D's. That's right. You know what it'd be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitch.tv slash aggro. <laughs> two G's. <laughs> one A, two G's. <laughs> one R, one O. There you go. Uh, what? Uh, all right, yeah, solo laners. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea about solo. I just feel like Kakolan's strong, but I feel like Kakolan's strong for the last, like, four years, and if you don't play Kakolan solo, you're an idiot. Um... Have that, any of your solo laners oh, played Kakolan solo in the last four No, years? and they're all idiots. Okay, yeah, okay. Uh, Guan Yu right now is the only god you should be playing right now, thinking back on it. And if Guan is picked, just pick Kakolan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Guan is literally the most broken solo. I think he's also probably the best guy in the game right now. Mm. Not to, like, clickbait this, but I think he is just insanely strong. He's good at several things. His build path is amazing. And you can keep your teammates alive, and you can keep yourself alive, and your ult does, like, a thousand damage. And you have Prostred, and your cooldowns are two seconds each. Like, I I don't know why you wouldn't play Guan. Seems pretty good to me. Uh, I will say, I've been watching uh, I've been watching some Nika streams recently, and uh, he's made Kamazot solo look like something else. Did you see the clip that he posted on Twitter today mm-hmm. with with his uh, going live thing? It it looks pretty. Uh, it looks pretty good. Is it the build with whatever the death toll death's uh, embrace? I think or temper. I forget which one. Oh. Uh, oh, you haven't seen this. There's gonna be a live reaction from Barra. It's uh, this. 
You can find it, Nika, friend of the podcast, uh, twitter.com slash Nika P, I think. What am I watching? Oh, he's he's here. He, Nika's in the chat. He made a joke. Nika, put your Twitter. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Percy. This Percy is the worst it. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> he's literally just full healing constantly. He's taking no damage. Well, I guess he takes some damage in order to full heal. What? <laughs> Okay, that's just stupid. Sorry, I watched that live. Good yeah, lord. Play Kamazot solo right now, chat, because it I think it is nuts. Dude, what? It is nuts. What? That's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it seems seems pretty good to me. Uh the build Nika, what's the build? It's it's Death Toll Starter, which you upgrade the left Death Toll upgrade. I forget which one it's called. Um, I should learn that before I have to start casting again. Uh, Warrior Boots, Soul Eater, Cad Shield, Berserkers, and Sile is what he has in this clip. There you go. Yeah. Uh, wait, he, he did, didn't he have uh, Caduceus Shield? Yeah, Cad Shield. Oh, okay, you said it. All right, whatever. Um, yeah, do that. It's, uh, it's good. You heal forever, and you don't need to worry about dying anymore. Also, don't play Kamazots if you can't hit line buttons. <laughs> yeah, that one's pretty important. <laughs> That one is people, pretty important. <laughs> the amount of people that cannot hit a line button when they play Kamazots. It's tough. You know, it's, it's, it's really not that hard. You just strafe into it. You know, don't aim it with your mouse. Or if you're on console, good luck out there. Just aim it with your left I wonder monster. if I could just play Kamazots mid. I've got a tournament coming up. Well, it's not a tournament. It's like a little league. Like the, the dev, uh, the, the smite team. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like a little inner company uh, league and we were and I'm on a team this year and uh, and wow. now I feel a lot of pressure that I have to like carry because everyone's going oh aggro's gonna carry your team huh and I go what D- I have to and now I'm, maybe I should just play Kamazot's mid and cheese him yeah I play Kamazot's or Morgan I think mm. whatever whatever doesn't need teammates because it sounds like you might not no, have I'm going to have some gamers on my side. Oh, okay. Well, okay. I'm going to have some gamers. Um, but it's really going to be like, you know, we got some headliners on each team. You know, it's like mm-hmm. my team versus Skeleton's team or like mm-hmm. my team versus Ponpon's team or Chaos's team or Lermy Wormy's team. Like those are going to be the those are going to be the the overall huge matchups that we're going to have to be ready for. So maybe I got a meta game, you know, like think about what Skeleton's going to pick into me. He's probably going to pick, like, a Willix, so I'm not picking Kamazots into him. You know, I'm already getting into this. Or ban a Willix. Mm, could do that. Apparently, the uh, the common strategy in this is not to ban out their best player, but a lot of, like, Smite players who don't play as much Smite, they've got, like, two gods they love to play, and everyone just bans those, and it's super toxic because they literally don't have a third god they can play. <laughs> <laughs> so wow hopefully that doesn't happen to any of my teammates depths of high-res competition <laughs> hey man we were talking about setting up scrims like i was gonna i'm gonna scrim again man what yeah i'm gonna, Are I'm gonna, gonna stream it i was gonna th- i was thinking about asking if they mind it i think they will i don't want i don't want them to feel nervous i don't think i'm going to that would be quality content it would be quality content but i think they'd get nervous and i don't want to so i don't what? want them to feel nervous they're going to be nervous anyways when they're playing, right? Might as well get used to it. Probably, but they're going to be nervous because they'll know if they did well or poorly. They don't want to know. They don't want other people outside like who, who don't know them to know. You know what I mean? Well, they're going to know during the tournament. 
Yeah, but that's not going to be publicly broadcasted. It's just like it's internal. You know, it's just like for fun uh, and team building. Okay, well then, never mind. That's stupid. In I mean, the tournament is. doesn't even matter. Well, hold on, Bear. I've got bragging rights on the line. I'm gonna, if I lose to Lermy, it's, she's gonna she's gonna crap talk me every day. <laughs> it's not gonna be streamed. No one's gonna know the winner. Like I'm gonna know. It doesn't matter. <sighs> okay, you have to stream it. Like let me and Hazer cast it. That would be fun. I'll ask my team. Okay. But we gotta I'll ask the other it. team too. You know what I mean? Man, yeah. but then if I do if I choke. I'm gonna get roasted so hard. Oh man! Dude, can you, okay, your high stakes. Already bad. No, you're right. You when I pop off, everyone's exactly. everyone's gonna think I'm sick. Exactly. But here's what here's what you don't understand, Bear, okay. is that what I bring to the table <laughs> is more intangibles. You know, it's the shot calling. It's the map control. It's the picking up other people when they miss a skill shot right in front of me and make me drop the kill. I go, don't worry about it, man. We'll get them next time. You know, like yeah, that's what I'm bringing to the table will be known if you're streaming it that's true from my perspective but if you and hazer are casting it it's going to be top down you're not going to see that i'll watch it literally through your stream mm, that's not going to be a very easy thing to cast you're only going to cast me yeah that would be i'm fine with that. that's actually thing. better though that's actually better though because i'm willing to take the roast and maybe my other teammates won't feel as nervous because it's not top down you know what i mean exactly it's and gonna be more focused on me as someone in chat said, you watched me choke all last year. So <laughs> yeah, time, listen, I'm not getting know. paid handsomely to get out here and, and do my best in the Titan Forge tournament here. I'm, the, I, I'm, I'm just doing my thing. You all know right. what I mean? You're going to stream it. That's the end. Any other roles we got to talk about? No, I think we covered most of the roles. Uh, and I actually came up with a really good uh, final question of the podcast today. Oh. Because you know what time of year it is, Barra? February? That's correct. Do you know what happens around this time, though? Typically, I don't know. You're never going to guess what I'm thinking, so I don't know why I'm leading you down yeah, this path. I don't know where you're going. A lot of people are putting in their Girl Scout cookie orders. It's Girl Scout cookie time of year. <laughs> and I'm throwing you a real bone here, buddy. I'm throwing you a real bone, and let me tell you why. <laughs> I have a... <laughs> why, is, wait, why is chat so... So they're all question marking me. What do you How mean? How would anyone have guessed that? Some that people really in... like Girl Scout cookies. What do you mean? <laughs> 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 All right, I guess that's kind of troll, but whatever. It's Girl Scout cookie time. I have a very unpopular opinion. <laughs> you know what the best Girl Scout cookie is? This is very I unpopular. Personally. The bet. Wait, do you even know like the flavors of Girl Scout cookies? Well, I just like the mint ones. I don't know what they're called. Okay. I don't look forward to February every year to put in my order. Well, you can, it's not just in February, man. You have plenty of time to do it. You just, <laughs> like, it's fine. I thought this was a special time of year. Actually. Well, I just was building up because that's what you do in the business. Listen, chat, I know. Okay, I'm always right, except for here, where I know I'm wrong. The best Girl Scout cookie is trefoils. The little, sh they're, they're just vanilla shortbread cookies. That's all they are. Yeah, that's wrong. They're delicious, man. I could eat 60 boxes of trefoils in one sitting. And I know what's wrong, chat. I know everyone loves Samoas and Tagalongs. Tagalongs are really good. Tagalongs are the second best. But those mints... No one likes Thin Mints? No, they're bad, dog. Here's what I, I want mints. Here's where... I, I never want to swallow mint flavor, okay? It's for toothpaste and gum only. And I feel strongly about this. 
What? Okay, listen. You chew it and spit it out? <laughs> For gum and toothpaste, yes. I don't swallow it. What about the cookies? No, I don't eat them at all. Are Mint you... ice cream? Bad. I don't want it, man. Okay, that's... I agree with that, but mint cookies are different. They're not. They're not. Look, mint. and and look, I know, I know, I'm wrong. That tre- I think trefoils are better, and I'm accept. I just, I'm, I'm bearing my soul here, chat. <laughs> I'm trying to make you guys accept me as I am, and I'm being judged, and I don't really appreciate that. You're being very humble right now by just admitting you're wrong. I know that I might am. Be a first. I know I am. But what do you want me to do? When I put the trefoil in my mouth, my tongue go sends some signals <laughs> to my brain and it goes, more please. I put a thin mint or a Samoa in my mouth and my tongue goes, what the bleep is this? Get me a trefoil. <laughs> it's not my fault. Wait. You know? So in terms of like regular cookies, do you just like sugar cookies? I love sugar cookies. I love chocolate chips. Um, I know we talked about this before. Yeah, oatmeal raisins are really good. All that kind of stuff. But but uh, snickerdoodles are my favorite regular cookie. Okay. And they are delicious. Yeah, I mean, I think I just have to go Thin Mints here. I I think the trefoils are... Where did they even get that name from? I don't I know, man. Like, <laughs> all right. Trefoils I, are really marketed for like 65 and older. <laughs> And I can only imagine how many I'm going to buy when I'm 65 or older. Because your boy is, is, is literally slamming four to five boxes of trefoils every year. At like once? If I could, without hating myself, I would. I mean, honestly, like looking at the green list, oh, that's five cookies. Never mind. <laughs> oh, never mind this. Okay. Good luck out there with your uh, four boxes. Yeah. Over the course of time, you know, I spread them out. Yeah. Couple months, weeks, days. Yeah, I was just say thin mints for me, like easily. I don't think I've ever had like lemonades, lemon ups, or toast yay. I have no idea what that last one was. And chat, look, I don't want you guys to think I have worse opinions than Barra because I don't. I'm. I know I'm wrong on this one, but I'm right more often than Barra. And I. And I think that That's me in, being also incorrect. Me being honest. And open about my bad opinion here. I think should earn episode. me points. I feel like I feel like I am losing points for being open and honest about how wrong I am here. When it should be the opposite, right? I should I'm get some not bonus the points. The guy that knows the temperature of the bread on my sandwich for what I like it at. You want it warm you know? most of the time, man. What do you mean? I'm I'm just a simple man, you know. I suppose that's true. If it's a sandwich, I don't need to know, like, every single detail about my sandwich for it to be a good sandwich. <laughs> oh, Barra. Never change, man. Never change. Okay, dude. <laughs> we're like, we're like the condescending never change, bro. I feel like we just had a team talk, uh-huh. and then you're just going, yeah, that's fine, man. That's just your opinion. Yeah, you, you just keep being you. Yeah, Cullen's not even that good, man. It's not. Yeah, <laughs> we, don't, we don't need you to be You guys never come to my lane, so why do I play a pressure character? <laughs> You're getting it. You're starting to get it. Thanks for listening to the, pod- the Backliners Podcast, everyone. Next week, we'll be talking about those sweet, sweet SPL rosters. Oh, baby. It's going to get spicy up in here. Some predictions, maybe some behind-the-scenes stories of how these rosters mm. got formed. <laughs> <laughs> 
Who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen next week? A total crapshoot. Make sure you guys are uh, are checking out everything else on the Prediction Network. By the way, they got lots of great shows for lots of great different esports. So make sure you guys are checking that out. We'll see you next week here on the Backliners. <laughs> Barra, do the thing. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>